0: Happy Friday! So the Pittsburgh Penguins—they're going to get not one, but two chances this weekend to get back in the win column. Heck, hopefully they will be able to sweep this back-to-back. Both games are at PBG Paints Arena. For today's episode, we're going to preview Saturday's matinee—that massive game against the Washington Capitals, because you know there's a lot of implications standings-wise—and we're also going to preview the game on Sunday against the National Predators. You know, and what the Penguins need to do to make sure that they get back. And the call, and also provides some, um, well, lack, I guess lack of injury updates. There's not really much, but, you know, who, who could be back in the lineup tomorrow? I'm going to touch on that for this episode as well. That's all coming up right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're gonna follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. follow the shows, Twitter at Owners for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. I'm rocking my beautiful Highway to Hell ACDC shirt because right now the penguins are on a highway to hell um, without they've been playing. But again, as I said in my opening, two massive games this weekend, the Gauntlet Part 2 continues for the Penguins Saturday, three o'clock start time on ESPN, ABC. Um, As this is a nationally televised game against the Washington Capitals. This will be the fourth and final regular season meeting between the two. Highly doubt they'll see each other um, in the playoffs. This actually, actually, I shouldn't say this, probably will be the last time they see each other um, until next season. So the Penguins, you know, they got to win this game, especially, you know, with standings wise, the Caps are only six points behind them with two games in hand. Um, and even after Sunday, uh, Washington also plays Boston. Um, if is able to win those two games of regulation and Washington loses both games, uh, Pittsburgh will be 10 games up uh, 10, games, 10 points up on Washington, even though the caps will have two games in hand, it would still be a very tall, uh tall task for them uh to pass the Penguins at this point. And the Penguins will also be that much closer to clinching a playoff spot if the penguins do win both these games and the Islanders drop Saturday's game against the St. Louis Blues, the Penguins, all they have to do next week win one of the two games against the Islanders, and they are in to these Stanley Cup playoffs. That, that's that's all they got to do. They're they're very close. Um, it's all a matter of you know just putting the finishing touches on the you know I, the Penguins are basically in, but you know for some reason I get very nervous about this kind of stuff. Some you know Mets level collapse or something, even though I don't think it's going to happen. You know it's still it lingers in the back of my mind um you know and once they once they get in i don't really care what they do regular season wise i'm sure they're probably still just going to play um the the rangers in the first round at least but you know i just i want to get into the dance first penguins magic number remains at 7 if they win tomorrow goes down to 5 and the islanders lost to the blues it goes down to 3 penguins win on sunday as well it goes down to 1 so they would basically just need a point least one out of four points basically next week against the Islanders or just one point um, in the remaining eight games. And you know, they're in the playoffs or heck even one win will also uh, do it or an Islanders loss. So there, there's all the playoffs uh, scenarios out there for the Penguins. Now as for any injury updates, there wasn't really too much today from Mike Sullivan, but you no, know, there, there's four players that have a chance to come back tomorrow. Sidney Crosby, John Marino, both from illnesses. Remember, The players that were sick last time, McGinnie Malkin, remember he missed that game against the Rangers where they got blew out. He came back just a couple of days later um, on Saturday against the Detroit Red Wings. Actually, no, not Saturday. I believe that was a Sunday against the, against the Red Wings, excuse me. Um, So hopefully the illness has just exited both city and uh, John Marino's systems. They're going to need both of those players if they want to take down Washington on Saturday. And could we also see the return of Jason Zucker and Brock McGinn? Um, Brock is actually eligible to come off of LTIR on Saturday. It's the first um, day he's eligible. Uh, I'm sure they probably skated um, back in Pittsburgh but on their own on on um, Friday. Maybe they'll get a session in before the game on Saturday. Who knows? We will find out more from Mike Sullivan when he speaks to the media. That's usually two hours before puck drops. So if I'm, if I'm getting this right, usually probably one, you know, maybe 130 at the latest and we'll we'll get the statuses of both Zucker and McGinn because he did say going into the Rangers game that they were closer to coming back and with McGinn eligible to come off of LCIR on Saturday with Zucker um, already skating, had a full practice, took full contact. Um, I'm hoping that this is the game um, that, you know, maybe we can see a healthy Penguins lineup for the first time this year. It would take until the 71st game to actually see it happen. But there's a chance that we may see it this weekend. So, um, and, you know, getting all four of these players back, it's just, it's so massive. Um, Obviously, Sid is Sid. Um, He he does his thing. He's having one of his greatest seasons ever. John Marino, he's always a good presence still. On the back end, his um, zone entry, zone exits per 60, um, among the league's best, among defensemen. Jason Zucker, a four-checking prowess next to Evgeny Malkin. And Ricard Raquel, yeah, both of those players need Jason back in the worst way. You know, just against Minnesota, he, he he already made a difference, and he only played for a period, period and a half before he got taken out by Kevin Fiala. Then for McGinn, I know people are down on him because of his term, but you know he still has had a good offensive punch this year, and hopefully he can bring some depth scoring back for this team because you know they badly need it right now. You know, when they went down two nothing to the Rangers going into the third. I really had no confidence that they would come back. And normally that's not the case for me because the Penguins have come back from uh, multiple goal deficits um, numerous times in the Mike Sullivan era. But with how the offense was humming through two periods and without Sid and Zucker and how the, the, the bottom three lines were not producing anything. Heck, even Evgeny Malkin I thought was a bit off. Um, I just really had no confidence in the Penguins to do anything. And, you know, sure enough, they they really didn't come close to scoring in that third period Um, even the power plays that they got in that period were just, you know, very congested. They didn't really get any chances on them. Um, The puck movement was not good. You you can just really see how much Sid means to the lineup uh, when he is out. Not, not that everyone knew that he would mean so much when he's out of the lineup, but you know, even against a team as good as the New York Rangers, um, his absence is definitely felt. So crossing our fingers that he's back, John Marino, Jason Zucker, and, I should say Brock getting her back as well. And, you know, and as for you know, the Penguins getting back on track, they just got to, you know, get back to playing Mike Sullivan's system. You know, I haven't really been seeing them forecheck, you know, pretty aggressively these last couple of games. I thought last Saturday against Colorado, they were the better team. They just weren't rewarded for it. Tuesday, they were fine. Just Tristan Jari, I think, let up a couple of goals that he probably should have had back. Um, and then, you know, yesterday, just a couple really unacceptable breakdowns that started actually, you know, in the Rangers defensive zone, you know, the cross ice passes, which are not usually there. When you see Mike Sullivan's system going full speed, you know, a Penguins, a player will be aggressively for checking that player um, in the ring in whoever's defensive zone. And the fact that they were kind of just gliding back and just gliding to the player. Well, I think it was Adam Fox. One of the times he's able to, put the cross ice pass right where he needs to be. The Rangers are off the other way. There's a couple players well behind the play and the Penguins, they're just, they're, they're discombobulated, you know, Brian Dumoulin. Um, he really needs to have a good game this weekend. I'm going to have my eyes on him a lot. Um, you know, I read Jesse Marshall's piece from the athletic, you know, speaking about, you know, should the Penguins make a change at the top pairing? And, you know, the numbers are ugly. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate everything for what Brian Dumoulin has done for this team. But he's not helping offensively, and when he's a detriment defensively, which is usually what he's known for, he's not really bringing a lot to the lineup. And um, I don't know who they should stick up there. Um, they tried Matheson uh, a few times, and I think that kind of sent a message from Mike Sullivan that they're really not thrilled with his play. I mean, Mike really hasn't been saying much about Doom at all, other than you know his compete level or you know maybe intangibles and stuff. Usually, when Mike is saying that kind of stuff, um, he really has nothing positive to say that's just kind of his way of saying, yeah, we, we kind of need more from him at this point. So he's definitely a player that I'm going to have a lot of eyes on um, tomorrow. And, you know, just overall, I think the whole back end too, you know, is, is Marcus Pedersen, is he going to come out of the lineup and uh, have more? And if Mark, if John Marino is healthy, that is, is Mark Freeman going to replace Pedersen again? Because, you know, that's one of the main rosters, um, you know, spots that a couple of players are fighting for right now is really that number six defense spot. I mean, you're not taking Chris Tang out for as much as, you know, I think Brian Dumoulin could use a few nights off. I don't think Mike Sullivan is going to do that. Mike Matheson should not even come close to coming out of the lineup. I think Marino has been fine. Chad Riedel has been good and steady. It's mainly just down to Pedersen and Friedman at this point. And, you know, Friedman um, for uh, as much chaos he brings, he, he's a pretty good offensive defenseman. Um, he can also defend his own blue line very well as well. So curious to see what Mike Sullivan does with the Lions tomorrow. There was no um Philip Hollander back to Wilkesbury move today. So I guess they're probably still being cautious. You know, if, if they if Sid and Marino are good to play tomorrow, um, just you know, maybe look for that kind of move sometime Saturday morning, maybe Saturday afternoon, um, or something like that. Um, but yeah, just better defensively, Tristan Jarry just has to keep, you know, doing his thing and playing solid in goal. And I just want to see the penguins actually look like they give a shit. Out there and I apologize for cussing. Um, I don't usually do that on the show, but you know, just you know, the lack of compete level from what I saw on Thursday night was kind of startling. What they said to the media after the game was just it was kind of weird, right? Like, well, you know, we got some good chances, it was a close game, they got a couple of good looks, they buried them, and you know, we weren't able to bury ours And it's like, okay, Mike, you know, I get it, you know, you're you're being a lot more positive than I figured he would be because he's usually pretty pissed off when the team starts losing games. I don't know if that's due to him thinking this is going to turn around right away or that he really believes in this group or whatnot. But, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a little bit startling that um, they just, you know, there's really not a lot of emotion, I think, in that locker room right now. I guess, you know, they know that their playoff spot is almost secure. They're 17 points up on the Islanders. The Islanders only have 12 games remaining, one of which comes tomorrow against St. Most blues. They have two against the penguins and next week. That's a home and home. The penguins, they gotta, I mean, they gotta win at least one of those games um, to say the least. So um, I, I don't know. Uh, I just, what I do know is that it was, it was really weird to read some of those responses after the game. Um, Cause you know, I, I think the world, world of Sully, of course, but I just didn't, you know, his responses were really odd. Um, I figured he would show a lot more bite to the media about how the team is playing, but you know, who knows, maybe the team does come out tomorrow and makes a statement and blows the Capitals out. It probably won't be a blow up, but you know, I am hoping that the Penguins are able to win this game because the last two games against Washington, um, the Penguins have played um, pretty well, um, to say the least, even though they, Won one and then got a point in the other. They lost an overtime to meet roll goal. But coming up in that next segment, we are going to preview that game against Washington. Look at some of their lines. Look at how they've been playing um, and all that jazz. Um, but before we get to that, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bill Bar, Almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They are marshmallow They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They are all so good. They're also going to probably be your new favorite flavor, also all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs are included with those. You can go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You will be blown away by what you see. At Built Bar they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to be, how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, Get, let's get back to our friends at Mattress Factory. When prompted Art is a Sport, which we ran about a couple of weeks ago, uh, Joey Yin says, what if you're already a seasoned ticket holder? Mattress Factory ended up sending up in a response to us, says, uh, you probably have better seats than this group of reserved tickets, and you can share our post with your hockey buddies so you can do both together. Also, that didn't answer the question, so we're going to assume that you agree that Art is a. A Sport. Remember, all of this comes from Mattress Factory, Pittsburgh's premier site-specific art installations museum. That's just a fancy way of saying actually immersive art. So, you can visit mattress.org/gopens to get a free one-year membership to Mattress Factory when you buy tickets for the Penguins Bruins game on April 21st. That is a little less than 2 weeks away. Um, At this point. So remember mattress.org. slash go pens to get a free one year membership to mattress factory. When you buy tickets to the penguins hosting the Bruins on April 21st. All right, we're back here on this episode of the locked on penguins podcast. I am your host Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore penguins. So of course the penguins, they will be, you know, it's a big rivalry game. Another one of course, and the Washington capitals will come to town for the fourth and final time. Well, the second and final time, but it's the fourth and final meeting of the regular season. Um, It looks like Connor Sherry might not be available on um, former penguin. Of course he usually, he also is a penguin killer over the years, um, has six or seven goals against them in his career. That's combined with both being in Buffalo and Washington. At least Daniel Sprong was also not there. He's also scored a couple of goals against the penguins for his career. He actually scored, I believe it was the time goal. Um, Against Pittsburgh, that it sent that game to overtime. In the last matchup before Dmitri Orlov um, scored the winner, top six wise, Alex Ovechkin is still doing his thing. He's the greatest goal scorer um, in the history of this league. Um, it is truly incredible what he does on an everyday basis. At this point, um, you know I know Penguins fans are supposed to hate him, but at this point, you know I- I'm of the opinion that I think both fan bases need to stop. They need to stop hating the. Um, opposing franchise player um that goes for obviously washington fans as well but i don't think they're ever going to let that go they'll just continue to hate on cindy crosby even though he's also one of the greatest players of all time Too Sid it's also closing in on the 1400 point milestone ovechkin just hit that the other day um he's also third all time now on the nhl's goal scoring list um it's gonna he's he's definitely gonna finish at least number two all time um and i'm 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 definitely hoping that he passes wayne's record um, I'll say that even if I'm, even if I cover a rival team, I still want that to happen because it's you know it's it's league history right there. Evgeny Kuznetsov, he's having a good year. I don't know why Garnett Hathaway is on that top line. I think that just you know makes part of it a little irrelevant. Um, But it's definitely a curious call, I think, from Peter Laviolette. Anthony Mantha, Nick Backstrom, and Tom Wilson on the second line. That's a very good second line. Marcus Johansson they acquired from Seattle. He really has not done anything since coming back from the lineup. Now watch him actually score against the Penguins on Saturday. I'm just going to knock on my table right now. Um, McMichael is their third-line center. He is actually one of their pretty good young players that they recalled from Hershey. Um, He was a steal at the draft at the time, and he has some of the best underlying numbers um, on the team, so it, it's been kind of weird to see Peter Laviolette just continually scratch him. Obviously, he is back in the lineup now, um, but you know this should be a player that's in the lineup on an every night basis at this point. You know he's a good you know player with the puck Um and his his playmaking ability is pretty strong. He has a nice shot. Um, defensively, I think he's fine too. And you know I know he's playing on a line with Marcus Johansson, uh, who's not that good, but still TJ Oshi. For as much as I, I like to harp on him, and I know a lot of the Penguins fans like to harp on him too. Um, he's still humming along pretty good. Um, this is, I mean, his contract is going to be pretty bad. I am sure. Um, for the next few years though, this year, I really can't say that because, um, he's still producing when he's been in the lineup, you know, it's that contract's actually aging like fine wine right now at the time. It looked like it was going to age like milk. I think that's the John Carlson one potentially right now, even though he did have a good game against Tampa Bay. Um, Uh, The other night, and speaking of that Washington Bay game, Washington won that game four to two. No, not four to two. I believe it was uh, three to two. And you know, Washington—they almost gave that game away um, in the final few minutes. uh, Tampa Bay was very close to tying that game, but you know, the Lightning have been really struggling um, lately. So, but that was a big win for Washington. They had been wheeling a little bit. I think it was basically like a two and four and two stretch after going seven and zero and one. This has been a very up and down season for Washington. Um, you know, they started out really hot, looked like, oh, well, you know, they might be a kept contender. Then they had that December, uh, January, February layoff where they just weren't playing well. Then they had that big stretch in March where they won almost all their games. Then after that, they've just been in another, another little bit of a lull. I still think of the eight teams in the playoffs, they're the one that doesn't scare me the most. But also, I mean, as long as they have Alex Ovechkin. T.J. Oshie, neck backs from Tom Wilson. Um, they're a threat to win a series, even with um, their shaky goaltending, which I am going to get to um, in just a second. Fourth line, Lars Eller, who used to be a mainstay in the in the, in the top nine. He's been relegated down there. Johan Larsson, very underrated defensive player. Um, he doesn't really bring a lot of offense. Um, he's kind of like a, I guess, a mini Zach Asterbys in a way, um, but he's usually a pain in the butt to play against defensively. John Carlson, still man's. Uh, that number one spot with Martin February, uh, Nick Jensen with Dimitri Orlov, Trevor Van Riepsyk, and old friend Justin Schultz. And then in goal, I'm not sure which goaltender is going to start, Vitek Vanacek or Ilya Samsonov. Last game, it was Vanacek that started against the Penguins. He ended up getting hurt. Samsonov came in and then played the game of his life. I'm pretty sure he had about five or six high danger saves. Um, I don't know how the Penguins did not win that game uh, in regulation, to say the least. So I'm not really sure. My my guess is that it would be Samsonov, but um, I'm just, that's a 50, 50, I think for me, um, at this point, but you know, I don't really care what Washington's record is. Um, these are still, a, it's a high stakes rivalry game. Anything can happen. I don't care how bad the Capitals have been playing lately, even though they won on Wednesday against Tampa Bay. Um, this is a very, this is a good Capitals team. Um, and I know the Penguins have outplayed them in two of the three games this year. I want to see if that can continue on Saturday, because I do think the Penguins are a lot faster um, than the Capitals. But, you know, there's, you know, Washington still has a lot of very good players that can score well. Obviously, you know, Ovechkin and, you know, their power, Ovechkin, Oshie, Wilson, you know, e- even Nick Baxter, who's having kind of a down year, um, his production is not where it once was, and his underlying numbers um, have also um, cratered. Uh, to say the least. I think it's just his hip injury is just starting to catch up with him. And that's a shame because I I actually really enjoy watching him. He's such a great passer um, when he's on top of his game. But um, this is a must win for the Penguins. Um, They win this game in regulation. They're eight points up on the Capitals. And that basically almost ends Washington's hopes of catching them. Um, I'm I'm cautious with saying that. It it would be very hard, I think, for Washington to catch them, if Pittsburgh wins that game uh, before overtime. So um, it's a big one here. Curious to see how the Penguins play it. Um, And, you know, let's see how those first five minutes go. Let's see who's in the lineup. Um, If they can come out and really establish an identity, both offensively and defensively, I think it could be a long day uh, for the Capitals. But I'm excited to see this one play out. That's for sure. Um, Coming up in the next segment, we're then going to preview the game on Sunday against the National Predators. But before I get to that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and all that jazz. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at uh, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO, underscore Penguins. So second half of back-to-back, 4 o'clock start on Sunday. That'll be on TNT for those that are unaware. So both these games this weekend, nationally televised games. You're going to see a lot of that down the stretch here for the Penguins. I think all the networks just wanted them to, um, I I don't know, for for some reason (laughs) they wanted them to um, just – I had the Penguins be on TV uh, about the last few weeks, but you know what, whatever. Um, but you know, Penguins, they lost in Nashville, in Nashville, about a few weeks ago. That was a four to one loss. UC Soros was really good. Um, that was the main difference in the game for me. I thought the Penguins outplayed the Predators pretty good. Um, Smith probably had a couple of goals he should have wanted back. Uh, but the Penguins dictated the pace. Of that game. I remember doing my recap episode and I wasn't really concerned going into that game against St. Louis. And, you know, I was finally right about something and the Penguins just bullied the Blues off the ice in St. Louis. They wanted a shootout, of course. Um, but, you know, that was a game that, you know, Billy Huso almost stole for himself. But, you know, Nashville, I know it all starts in net with UC Soros. He's having another incredible season. Um, he's potentially going to be a Vesna Trophy finalist at the end. He's one of the biggest reasons they are in a playoff spot this year, but but the biggest reason it's not any of their forwards, it's Roman freaking Yossi. And um, you know, he, he actually could start to get some heart trophy um love. I I should say what he is doing this year is nothing short of remarkable. 87 points in 68 games. We might actually have a defenseman hit a hundred points in the NHL this year even with only 10 to 12 games left, it would not surprise me. And the fact that I can't even remember when that, the last time that happened, it it just, that staggers me. I think, I believe the last defenseman to average at least a point per game for a full season, 82, 82 was Eric Carlson back in, I believe it was 2015, 16. What we are seeing right now is better than what Carlson did. Um, Yossi is playing like the best defenseman in hockey. Um, I, you know, You'd be hard pressed to vote against him for the Norris. I think at this point, I know mccarr has been great. I know Fox has been awesome. Victor Hedman, Chris Letang, um, you know all these other names. But you know, for me, uh, it, it's it's Yosi and everyone else. You know, he drives the Predators' offense from the back end. He's also great in his own zone. Um, to see how far he's come, um, you know, he, he's always been a great defenseman, but to finally see him as a true Elite number one, arguably the best defenseman in the league at this point. Um, it, it's crazy. Um, I, I can't say enough about how good he's been. And the Penguins are going to have to be on high alert for him um, in this game. Philip Forsberg on the top line with Ryan Johansson. Forsberg has been averaging a point per game this year. He's been very good. Um, Mikhail Grandlin with Matt Duchesne on the second line with Tolvinin. Um they, they have a pretty decent top six. Um, Colton Sissons on the third line. Uh, Nick Cousins on the fourth. Um, their bottom six is really not that good. They have a couple of players that you know I really um, don't know who they are. Um, I think at this point, but you know defensively, Matias Ekholm, Roman Yossi, you know Jeremy Lozon, Mark Borietsky, Fabro. Um, you know I don't love their back end outside of Ekholm and Yossi, but you know those two are the main reasons why that back end I think is at least average um, at this point. You know they they've been carried by their elite scoring. Um, by their best players here, and that's why they are on track to make these Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, usually Nashville is not known for being a fast team, so I think the Penguins' speed could give them some problems. I'm curious to see how this matchup goes because, again, I thought the Penguins were the better team in Nashville. They were outskating them um, to every puck. Um, the difference was just UC Saros, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's probably going to get the start um, in this one. And you know, we'll have to see if the penguins are able to get that win and, and see how gassy they are because that will be their third game um in basically two and a half days. Um at this point, not third game not in third game, I think, in three and a half days. Um at this at this point, but you know, big opportunity here for the penguins. They have to at least win one of these two games. Prefer to win two of them to get that magic number down to three um at the most, potentially one and going into next week's games against two against the islanders. And then one against the Boston Bruins on the road. So that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I'm back on Monday to recap both of these games for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Please God, let's see if they can get a win. I am so tired of reading all the takes on social media. um, And, you know, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of the way they've been playing, um, especially these last couple of games. So um, let's see if there's, you know, they can see if someone can light a fire under them. I think at this point, that's the way that's way to say it. But again, thank you all so much for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that. We are almost to 200 subscribers. I believe we're about 30 away from this point before. My next goal will be about, you know, 300. And then, you know, the podcast, of course, you know, follow it on Apple and Spotify. So I will talk to you all on Monday. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend.